0: Welcome to episode thirty nine of the Flames Fancast. We're recording today Sunday evening. The sun is out, the temperature is cold, and the Flames have just lost at Iggy's Jersey retirement ceremony.
1: Shucks. Yeah. That was a horrible way to end what has who has been a legend to this organization. I'm I'm very disappointed that we had a such a shit game. Like we just like I, I just can't of all the games to fucking lose like well, you... in, in a night like that like they did such a good job of presenting again lad like they really had a really good ceremony there something very deserved of the of the guy
0: do you think that losing has something to do with um the fact that there was so much hoopla throughout the day the ceremony started at 6:30 the puck drops at 8 so much pressure i mean Everyone is talking about him being the best player to ever play for the club. There's no real superlative to him, right? Like, mm-hmm. there, there's no one else. And the amount of pressure on the guys for that day perhaps was a bit unnecessary. But that being said, we, we didn't play our best game, but we still could have won. There's other mitigating factors that brought us to loss. Why, why do
1: you think that there was pressure on the guys? Because you got to win for Iggy, Right. I guess, but like that's if the like fans good pressure, are all though.
0: there. The, it's for the club. It's for the franchise. Oh, okay. you, you, you got to win. There's so much. I, I mean, you know, they showed Iggy coming in to address them in the dressing room that morning. Yeah, that was at nine forty-six in the morning. Mm-hmm. That all day they had to think about this game. All day they had to think about winning for a Jerome McGinley. Right? Mm. Not that they shouldn't have done it, but man, is that it's a ceremonial game with all that hoopla. Perhaps the biggest. Okay, I, I don't know about 19, 1990 when we celebrated and raised the banner for winning the cup, but it was probably the second biggest ceremonial game in Flames history. Yeah. I, Aside from that game where we gave Dion Phaneuf his painting, that was up there the, to be the top.
1: You're talking about 89, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they would have... They would have um, Yeah, they would have actually raised the banner probably in... Oh, no, they would have raised in, it in 89, in 89 yeah, yeah. In the second
0: half of 89, you're right. Anyway, but
1: but... I I agree with you, but it just felt like it's just such a, this is probably the the second biggest ceremonial game for the Flames, for sure ever. For sure. And the homage just like kind of left a bitter taste in my mouth. Just the way we lost that game. Like it just really fucking pissed me off. Like we didn't play great. No, no, we didn't, but we've, we've, Constant, we've consistently won games like that where we haven't played well and we still sticked it out. We still got the goals we but needed them to get in fairness.
0: In. You know, when I looked at the game, was watching the game, when we made it three two. It looked like we were going to score again, like we had yeah. them on the ropes, we were giving it to them, and then just oh, there it is. I know. I mean, okay, which is worse for you, the fourth goal or the third goal? The fourth goal being the in my opinion, unscreened shot that went five hole. The third goal behind the net off Hannifin's skating in. I I think I think the third goal is definitely like without a doubt. I, I'm saying the fourth. Like that's that's unexcusable. That's an unscreened shot that you have that you that you you butterfly and it goes five hole on you. How many times have we seen that? And but, just his reaction too was so disappointing. No, but the. But the one where Smith was caught behind the net. Sure, but that was, like a, that, was a, that was a calamity of errors. It was a calamity of errors on one guy, though. I, uh, yeah, but I think Hanovan is partially culpable for that, too. Why? Oh, it's just bad positioning, Dude, bad awareness. your
1: goalie is right behind you trying to play the puck with you still for like 10 seconds.
0: I mean, it's... Like, it, your goalie the, should
1: have been in net, just like, the fact right that, away. Just the fact that that goal was so calamitous
0: when it happened.
1: And know, but you've was, got
0: uh, a shot where some Ryan Donato, Ryan Donato shoots it. You know, I don't know, midway into the zone, unscreened, and it beats you dead center in the middle of the net.
1: You're an NHL goalie. We're comparing shit and vomit right now, but <laughs> I, I, I want, I want to, uh, I'm going to stand my ground on this one. Like I, I think the third one is by far the worst, only because. We've seen that unscreened five-hole, unscreened short side, unscreened, unscreened, unscreened shot that's gone in on Smith consistently this year. And like for that, it wasn't even a shock to me almost. Like it was just like, okay, fuck, here we go again, right? Like, but the third goal, he should have went it, it was a fucking basic play where okay, he stopped the puck behind the net, he didn't have a pass, Hannafin comes in, right? That's when Smith leaves. He fucking gets out of Dodge, goes back in his net. He stayed there for another five seconds. The fuck are you doing? What are you I, doing? I don't know, man. I fucking yelled at Ship and Anchor when I saw that. And I swear to God, people looked at me like I fucking had AIDS or fucking like I had some crazy-ass disease or bad news given to me. Like... Like, people, I yelled out, put this guy on fucking waivers. I'm tired of seeing this Bush League dog shit. Like, and I, I am tired of seeing that. Now, okay, while I calmed down. He did. Like, he did and I calmed he texted down. texted that to me, too. Yeah, and I texted you, too. So, when I calmed down, I said, okay. I was the one that actually was defending Smith for a little bit there on our last couple podcasts saying, like, you know what? Everyone's just sort of getting on this guy for the sake of getting on to him because he's had a shaky season. But... You can't defend what the fuck just happened on that third goal. You can't defend the fourth goal. Okay, I'm not taking that away. But I, I just, I just look at. Okay, we just came off a seven
0: game run. We lost against Minnesota, but I can't say it was goaltending that won us those seven games. Maybe one or two. Sure, he played great, but the guy is just playing. Well, Riddick played average. amongst
1: that seven wins. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, he played yeah. all the games. The
0: guy is playing average, but. Okay, how many games are we now, 65, 66? Mm. I just look at this team, and I don't, I don't see any goaltender that is really going to carry us in the playoffs. Whoa. And it dawned on me last night that we have a great team in front of the net, but the two guys guarding the posts, that's going to let us down. But we have a goaltender
1: posts. that can do this. We just, we just botched that. Sure, but I mean. So this is your opportunity at this now. Point, you I don't play think him. There's a
0: there's a 15 game recovery for Riddick. It's just not happening. No man, why not? From just play him. I, I I don't. I mean, I agree with you at this point. Give him the chance, but we're not going to. We are but they not should. going. Well, to. But
1: Peters has to get over it. So I I have a theory. And the the game that Riddick got pulled, and uh, when it was the first period, and it was a two or three goals right away. Were just a couple shit ones. Fine. Riddick had a tantrum on the way to the dressing room, like that corridor on the way to the dressing room, between the right, bench right, and the yeah, dressing yeah, room. Right, he had a tantrum, and I think that turned Peters off, like completely, as in like this guy's undermining my authority. Maybe, and we 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 uh, I thought we br- I think we brought that up too, but maybe he was like, well, I was gonna put you in the second period. I just want you to I just wanted to send a fucking message to the team. I was going to start your second period. But now that you fucking lost your shit in the, in the uh, corridor. Yeah, but Okay, like, sh- should no, that but, really carry over for this long? Well, it, it, my theory is it is. My theory is, Peters, is just like, I'm never, ever going to reward you for that fucking reaction. And so I'm going to ride Smith as much as I can, and and you have to earn it back from me now. Well... You have the reverse situation. It's, it's Smith now losing faith in, in, in the team and the fans. And, and it's like, okay, you got to start Riddick now. And you got to treat him like the number one again. This is, you got another chance at this. And we got to do it now. Because we need our goaltending. We need Riddick when he was playing very consistently and very well. We need him. This is our chance to get our Holtby. We've been fucking wanting this moment and Peters has to get over whatever it is. Like, maybe my theory is wrong, okay? But he's got to get over whatever it is that's holding him back from making him the number one because those mistakes were completely inexcusable. Last game. Inexcusable. You mean Smith, yeah. Yeah. Staying behind the net that long, when you know that you don't even have the puck, you're actually poking your fucking goalie stick in between Hannafin's skates to, like, help him get the puck out of there. That is, I've never seen a goalie do that in my life. And I've watched this game for like 20 years, and I've never, ever seen that. Like, you can't do that. Like, you're, you're, you're Mike Smith. I, I, you were one of the best Canadian goalies out there. Why were you doing that? Like, at what point did you say that this was a good idea, that I keep jabbing away at this when I'm behind my player? So, so
0: is, your, is your rationale then that Peters is playing Smith to spite Riddick?
1: Maybe I, I'm running out of I'm running out of theories, because the, when you look at Riddick's record and you compare it to Mike Smith's, as an outside observer, you're going, "Why the fuck is this guy not playing?" Look at this record. Like so, it's simple I math. Mean, and I and I know we talked about this just briefly before we
0: started, but what is um, what do you think about the fact that Mike Smith talked about being booed in the arena last night? Probably because it was such a his poor performance on a Jersey banner night, but he was booed by the home fans and talked about, you know, that's, that's not really a feeling you want to feel. Not like almost as if I didn't really deserve that. I mean, I think if you play better, but play better, you don't get booed, right? Well, it's pretty simple.
1: Unfortunately, this is just professional sports and fans are fans. And yeah, okay. On the onset, and in, in fairness to Mike Smith, your fans have to be behind you one hundred percent. I, I, I have no nothing bad to say about that. Like I can't, you know, you're in a high performing uh, job right now. I mean, you've been in a high performing job for many, many years. You understand the risk of playing poor and what happens to you. It's not... You don't have a regular job. You're, you're not... When you fuck up accounting at some fucking firm, no one's coming in and booing you in your office. Unless you're Revenue Canada. Right, or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> Boo! Yeah, or, or everyone boos you because you gave money to a bunch of fucking countries that, like, have corrupt-ass governments. I don't know, I mean, Jank, you're probably
0: only the one of the few people I could know that
1: can attest to what it feels like to walk into the office to booze, so... <laughs> but, like, you... Like, this is... It kind of comes with your... It comes with your your job, and I'm not defending the fans that have that booed you, but I'm also not going to defend Smith either. In the sense that, okay, yeah, it sucks to get booed, but dude, like this is this is the this, this is, is the big breaks. It's this this is is the, the big leagues. leagues. Yeah. It, it's the breaks, man. Like You're
0: being paid five five million dollars for a reason, yeah. right? It's, like uh, in my not job, to cough up too easy goals. Right, in
1: our jobs, our equivalent of of fucking up like that usually means we either get suspended or fired right? Yeah, I don't get booed by 10,000, 12,000 people, fine, okay, big fucking deal, but I get fired. So, it's, everyone has their own gives and takes in their professions, you are in a high-performing, high-paying profession, therefore, you get through this. And part of your job description is to make your fucking fans happy by playing well. Like, it's simple as that. If you're playing well, the fans will love you. It's almost like, it's almost like a Game by game, you're getting this review from your fans. No different from, like, a boss. The fans pay for the tickets. The, the money that's coming in Surprise. for this... Yeah, the money that's coming in for this organization is coming from the fans, the season tickets, and without season ticket holders, without the fucking guys buying tickets, you don't have a fucking club. So, ultimately, the fans, in some re- respect, is the boss of this fucking club. So... If they boo you, I'm sorry, I don't agree with it, but they're going to do it anyway. That said,
0: I think it's a lot of factors. I mean, the yeah. the circumstances of the evening, the performance itself, losing to Minnesota at home. All that culminated in the fact that everyone was disappointed at how this night turned out.
1: Yeah, like I think and I, yeah, I agree. You know, That's to really take it point. so
0: personally, A, you played like shit. And B it was a big night for the organization, and you you didn't show up. You you couldn't fire yourself up. You're
1: and your ah, offense didn't you're the, show up either. In you're fairness, you're the
0: second most veteran guy on this team, and I give the most veteran guy to Gio, even though he probably doesn't have as much NHL experience as you. But you're the second most veteran guy on this team, and you sure as shit don't play like it.
1: Like, mm. we need some consistency out of you. We need. This is why you were brought in. Now. To, to kind of well, rewind. He was brought
0: in because we were looking for a bona fide number one goalie, right. and Tre thought, this is our guy.
1: Yeah, and to rewind, when we got you, we didn't think we would be this good you, by now. I, but... I don't know,
0: but like 20 or some podcasts ago, I talked about getting Mike Smith and how I remember watching a game when he was in Arizona and the Flames, he, he stood on his head, but the Flames beat them 4-1 when the fourth goal goes in. He's smashing his stick. He's pissed off. Yeah, now, love that. you don't I don't see that anymore, though. Like I don't see that. The goal goes in. And he's just kind of like, oh, does that half-hearted flicking the puck away with the stick, like uh, he's clears still pissed, the snow though. from his grease. He's From still his pissed, grease, he's has a drink. Pissed. Yeah, but not that kind of pissed, right? Yeah. Not that kind of pissed. No, for sure. But like, you know, he gets pissed when other people make mistakes, and then the goal goes in. And it, when he makes mistakes,
1: who's 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 culpable? All the fans. Agreed, a bit, and that's but that's probably where he's what he's thinking too. He's probably like, you know what. Like, fuck, like, nobody's got my back here. Like, all these fans are fucking booing me. Why should I even get mad, I think
0: Bill Peters has his back. Bill Peters certainly has his back. And if he can't see that, there's a serious problem. Because Bill Peters has shown so much faith in Mike Smith, even though he's probably had one of the roughest seasons for a starting goalie in the NHL this year. Bill, Bill Peters has shown so much faith. And the fact that You know to repay it like it's not Smith. That's keeping us in games. He's not making above-average Saves he's he's still below a 90. I mean he's still below a 90 at save percentage. How is that? Telling you that this guy is an elite goalie the the guys ahead of him are are scoring enough goals where we don't have to worry about it We let 20 shots and he lets two or three in no big deal because we've scored four or five I mean, he's not facing many shots, and the shots he is facing, he's saving, you know, nine out of 10, which is not good enough. It's not good enough. You see these other goalies heating up at this time of year. Right? Mm. You, you look at someone like, I don't know, this is just purely, you know, I'm just in circumspect, but like Fleury or Martin Jones or Tukarask, they're getting better at this time of year. Kerry Price getting better at this time of year. Mike Smith, about the same. Same kind of stupid
1: it mistakes. It did seem like he was getting a bit of a trajectory, and then he just like totally it, but, but erased all it, that yesterday. Was it?
0: Was it though? Like no. our team was playing
1: well. No, that's true. But like part of part He's of that run,
0: twenty-two shots, and they got two or three in.
1: How many of those of the seven games that we won, he played six, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. so maybe there was not a trajectory in the sense that his he looked like he was actually making big saves but rather than this maybe there's a confidence building throughout that six games and maybe bill peters is like well if this guy just gets his confidence back then the rest will fall into place and we saw that it actually totally took a dump on our face like it just that those two goals were i
0: mean piss- worst probably the worst of the season whatever happens um no, no! That that goal against Philly was the worst. Okay, that's true. He literally true. steered it. That's an open shot from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, uh, anyhow, yeah. Anyhow,
1: that's true. But like, so something, he-
0: something, something's gotta give, and it's gotta be Smith has to start playing well. Riddick has to get the start. Something's gotta change because we are fifteen games away from the playoffs. We need a push to con- to get first in the West. Definitely first in the Pacific. That, 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 that is a must for the Flames. I think in my Riddick
1: opinion. just plays, a, plays we 80% do, we of the rest of these out, games better. and just treat him that he's... The, I'm, if I'm Bill Peters, I'm saying... If if my theory is correct and he had a problem with his fit, if I'm Bill Peters, I'm saying, okay, this is the reason why I haven't been playing you that much lately and I need you to know that. And now, having said all that, you are now my number one, and I'm not changing that anymore. So you fucking lace up next game, and you're starting next game. This goalie is 22-5. and five. It is a fucking aberration that he doesn't start every game. Who, who starts he, Monday? Riddick. Without a question. Riddick is starting. In my mind, if Riddick can start the last 15, 16 games, whatever's left, he's starting all of them. What are the, okay, but what did the Flames do?
0: What do you mean? Who do we start Monday if we're the Flames?
1: You're Bill Peters. Oh, I'm Bill who is, Peters. Who is Bill Peters starting? It better be Riddick. But I'm you I'm Have worried. that doubt in your mind. I have that doubt. You it's a point fucking flip. But like, look, the goals against average. Riddick is two and a half. Smith is basically three. He's like two point nine three or whatever it is. Like, dude, that half a goal is substantial. Substantial. <sighs> I, whatever. <laughs> like that no more, that's a no, big no more talk like let's move on but
0: I, yeah, whatever like happens we, we got to sort it out like but, Bill peters has to figure it out can
1: i just say one last thing i i do again i think the emotions were running high because it was a iggy's game and and i get that even smith's emotions were high by saying you know, like it's not nice to be fucking booed in your own in your own kingdom and stuff like i agree with him like you know the fans but it's an emotional day that was an emotional day and like that's going to happen but we've been We've booed him before. So this isn't the first time he's been booed. And I'm just surprised that he kind of came out with that this time. And it's like, well, again, just I understand both sides. And I'm not trying to attack Mike Smith. I know you and I and every single fucking person that listens and watches this game or this team. We want him to be amazing. But he's just, he's not there anymore. And I think he's just done. So whatever he's doing mentally for Riddick, I think we just encourage him to just be a good role model for Riddick now. The ceremony itself. What do you think? Oh, I loved it. I thought the videos were fantastic. I thought the uh, they
0: brought in everyone for a tribute, hey. Except Kiprasov again. Mike Vernon was there. Ah, oh, Kiprasov. They this probably the, couldn't reach the guy. Dude, this
1: is the most elusive <laughs> athlete ever. Like this guy, <laughs> you can't. Like he's so. I envy him. You know, he was such a fucking stud, in in, in one of those popular sports in the world. And he just fucks off when he's done. He's just like, I don't give a shit. I just want to ice fish and smoke my cigarettes. You know what I mean? I <laughs> he do envy a that shit, yeah. Like I, I envy guys that can completely disconnect themselves from what their life was and just Does fucks not care off. about the team, accolades. Fuck. Is probably in some log cabin in
0: Finland right yeah. now without electricity. And he's making
1: friends with whoever is around him. He doesn't give a fuck who they are. Good for him. Such That's the way elucid- to do it though. Right? I do this elusiveness, like, impresses the crap out of me. Anyway, yeah, they brought on everybody. Um, They even had Al Coates uh, do, do a little talk, too. Um, the guy
0: for the trade.
1: Sorry? The,
0: who, they, they talked about Al Coates making the trade for Iggy, right? The New and Yeah, Dallas. yeah, the New and
1: thing. Yep. So, I mean, that was Good probably... Trade.
0: Yeah. Iggy, Iggy is greater than New and I don't know. I don't care how you
1: spin it. He's a for better sure. player. No, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think he served, and he served the club... A lot better than Neuendijk did. Um, Neuendijk can kind of, he can kind of like attribute himself to multiple clubs, whereas Iggy really truly is a flame. Like he's not a penguin. He's not a Bruin, you know. Whatever. You know what the best
0: part is? What? He was born in Edmonton.
1: Yeah, exactly. So he knows where to be. is the, the right place to be. Favorite Iggy moment? Aside from him, so the the season that he scored 50 was unbelievable, his first season doing that. But there was one fight that he had with Bill Guerin. I forgot what season this was. But I've always remembered that fight, so... Like, that was the year that everybody was like, don't get him angry, don't get him angry, because he plays fucking so much better. That Dallas game, when he fought Bill Guerin, I think he went on to, like, get three points after he fucking fought Bill Guerin. And the way he fought that, I encourage everyone to look on YouTube on this, because I think he only fought him once. And the way he fought him, he just fucking powered through. He was punching him in the, in the stomach and on the sides, but where the padding is. And he still was punching him so hard and just drained the guy so much to the point where Garen just fell. And he was punching him through all the fucking padding. Like, that's how powerful, like, Igginlo was. And it just, I remember he actually single-handedly turned that game around when he did that. And he did that for multiple games, of course. Uh, but that was, like, the true moment where I really understood. Like, this guy is a fucking, the full package. What about you? Oh, I'm glad you asked because, you know, you never really ask me anything on this podcast.
0: That's bullshit, by the way. <laughs> My favorite, it's not, I don't have a specific Iggy memory, but there's two things. that The the 50 goal season's, like, huge fan. I just remember the tape around the pucks when he had his first one, and I thought in that moment, Oh, it was that year when we finally clawed our way out of being absolute dog shit for so long. Like the the late 90s and the early 2000s. Oh, man, it was brutal. And he was going through we, all that for And then we made us, the right? playoffs, and Iggy had the 50-goal season. It was like damn straight. And then, and then the amazing run, of course the run in 2004. But I just remember the player in his heyday. Around that time, 2004, plus or minus three or four years, when he had the puck in the half boards, the guy was an absolute beast. Like, no one could take it off him. He could turn it around and dish it in front for whoever, or he'd have that amazing snapshot just from anywhere, even on the sides. But the way he could muscle other guys off the puck and win it off the half boards there... And when he was I dead loved, tired, too. I loved watching that. I loved it. There was there was no one in the NHL who could compare to the guy. And it was it was a perfect time period NHL play. Like not so much important anymore. But in 2004, like you could control the puck and bounce the other guys off. Like the guys would come off him and bounce off.
1: Totally. Ah, like,
0: uh,
1: and maybe like maybe like that. hanging off of him just to get him off the puck. Yeah. Like because you could just clutch and grab. And all I mean kinds the guy the
0: guy could repel players like fucking scotch guard on water during that (laughs) clutch and grab era so i i love that i love that he was so just he was just a beast just a beast anyhow i missed that too good luck to him whatever it is he's doing raising his kids where does he live now do you know probably calgary man i feel like he doesn't live here i don't know i'm not gonna find out he he probably lives with (laughs) kiprasov Kepersov is abusive, like fuck man. you. I see you too much. I'm not coming. <laughs> He's like,
1: I don't want to fucking come to your thing. Yeah,
0: screw that. I'm not He's like, where's go. mine? Yeah, Mika. I'm I'm just as much. That's a, that's another. Okay, I don't want to get into it, but I feel. I think he was a big part of this turnaround of the franchise. Yeah, I feel like Kipper deserves the jersey up there a bit more than Vernon does. I mean, I get Vernon won the club. Well, Ah, I don't want to talk about Jersey retirement right now. It's not, it's not appropriate. Let's, let's move on. Any Any um, thoughts on the seven-game win streak?
1: We were pulling off wins that at times I would argue if we really deserved it, and that was a good thing. Just being able to win the scrappy games, and then we had a couple games where we were, looked really good, and it's good that our first line is getting points again. So that's, they started, we, we we were like, they need to start heating up now. And oh, they
0: are. All I know that is what's going to happen in the remaining games here is that we're going to be one or two points is the buffer between us and San Jose. And then we're going to take off again. But it's going to shrink and then it's going to grow. Agreed. Because we had it seven, now it's five. It's going to go down to three. <sighs> San Jose, like I do not, oh fuck, I hate those bastards. But I do not want to play them first round. Like please play Vegas. And then, and then that's a second-round matchup. May the best team win. Hopefully it's us. But I really want to finish first because you get a team like Arizona right now. Imagine getting Arizona in the first round. Still
1: I'm, not a slam dunk, though. Oh,
0: that's, that's a slam dunk as no, it gets. Man. Playoff I'm betting hockey, the mortgage on playoff that.
1: Playoff hockey is different, dude. You know that, and I know that. <laughs> no, like, it's a slam dunk. It's not a slam Arizona. dunk. Arizona! Don't think like that. It's, but it's, I, I don't want
0: to think like that. I, I don't know, think any other team is a slam well, dunk. We were a slam, we, dunk Arizona, we
1: were a slam dunk in 4 to be beaten by everybody.
0: No, I don't know about that. But
1: Well, I think we were because we barely made it that year.
0: Anyhow, I want Arizona. I don't know who you want, yeah, but of I course. want Arizona. Uh,
1: okay, Th- that said, yes, I would like of all the teams that we can play in the first round, I'd like Arizona. Please too, give but... me Arizona,
0: not Minnesota, not Dallas, not Colorado. Arizona, I want Arizona. I want to
1: stay away from Dallas all playoffs. Uh, uh, like for whatever reason, those assholes have our number. Like I, I can't seem to understand why we can't play well against them. I just, they, I just want to play get us. Arizona. I know but I'm saying eventually like I, I want someone to knock out Dallas on the way like I don't well, want to ever play them right The
0: only way we would we would play Dallas is if they're in the in the conference final in right? the, No it would be in the beginning cuz the wild card or oh, right, in the conference right. final They're not going to make it to a conference final so we'd play them first round or probably not at all But yeah, yeah. it would be conference final if they make it Yeah like, for Right for now we're reason, playing though. the second wild card which is Arizona Well that, that'd be great at, You're looking at a what about like Vancouver? Like what? Vancouver's if Vancouver...
1: shit. They're not gonna make it.
0: It's it's like a Colorado, a Dallas, a Minnesota, and
1: Arizona. And Those Chicago. Are the teams, Chicago right? was pretty hot there. I know they still have a bit of a gap. Chicago plays San Jose tonight, right? I don't want to play if Chicago happens to make it. I don't want to play them either. I, I agree. They they seem to have caught some form here,
0: but they're. I don't think they're gonna maintain it, right? Yeah. I mean, Minnesota just beat us. Colorado is playing, or sorry, Chicago is playing San Jose tonight in San Jose. That that is a that is a San Jose win. I can't see San Jose losing that game. Yeah, as hopefully much they, as I'd like. If hopefully they do lose. But I mean, and we play we play Toronto, Vegas, Arizona. So I'm thinking win, win, loss. Beat Toronto, beat Vegas, lose to Arizona. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. I am totally fine with that. I'm okay with just the one loss and two wins. I don't know who it's going to be, but no, we got to beat Toronto. We got to sh- we got to beat Toronto. Show that we're we mean business. The,
1: like the Vegas thing kind of worries me too because it's 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 the flurry factor, right? That guy is a fucking beast in the playoffs. But it's
0: unlikely we play Vegas unless they beat San Jose. No, I I know. And I, know. I and to be honest, I'd rather play Vegas than San Jose. I don't know about that.
1: I, I feel like we can take on San Jose better than Vegas. Like. The flurry is just, he's something else in the playoffs, man. He's just another guy. Like, he's a way different, he's just fucking lights out.
0: Well, okay. Come what may, it looks like if we make it to the second round, we play one of those two teams. Yeah. So, we got no choice. I'll i can tell you know who we're you, not playing in the playoffs. I
1: know you'd rather play Vegas, for sure. I can tell I, you I who we're it. not
0: playing. Who? Edmonton.
1: <laughs> Do you know who else is not playing Edmonton?
0: The other 15 teams, do you know why? Because they're fucking terrible. They're not making the playoffs. Okay, now that we've <laughs> said that, this
1: is like our per podcast like shout out to the Oilers every time. They're you just, just such an one, embarrassment. Like one fucking stab the at fact them. that the
0: media absolutely blew their load over the fact they beat Columbus for nothing, and their goalie got a shutout, and McDavid got three points, and it was it was like God's gift to mankind all over again. You know. Fuck. What a joke. Calgary wins seven games in a row. Edmonton wins one game in the last twenty five.
1: And we don't and it's stop in the hearing front about front page it. news. Yeah, we don't stop hearing about it. Like what a joke of a franchise.
0: Anyhow, uh, I wanted to talk to you quickly about two more things. Vantenberg, what do you think? I, I haven't I don't see anything. I think he's pretty good.
1: Yeah? This is like I mean, the opposite of what solid. you were thinking before.
0: Well, I had not seen the guy. It was a typical Calgary trade. We trade for someone I've never heard of before. Seems to be all
1: right. Would you play him over Shillington, though?
0: Right now, I've only seen a few games, but I'm leaning towards yes over no. Okay. Just a bit more older, a bit more experience.
1: He's not Anderson looks like
0: he's he's solidified his NHL roster spot for sure. The biggest problem for the Flames now is moving Mike Stone because you've well, got Shillington and Valamaki in the pipeline who are NHL-ready, if not super close to NHL-ready, and you've got Michael Stone who's sitting there on IR who just does not have a spot in this team. Well,
1: you have to send down... Unfortunately, you have to send down Shillington at some point here when Mike Stone is well, healthy Well, Shillington's skating. already...
0: He's going He's going to go down, but... No, but is Stone it's not coming official
1: back? yet. It's not official yet, No. Stone's still on IR. Yeah, but, but I mean, Stone's okay, Shillington's the seventh guy, right? Yeah, but Stone's Well, skating. where's Prout? Well, you know what? Prout, okay, Prout's not that bad. Like, Prout has been okay. Like, for a guy that, you know, he does the role, whatever he needs to do. But you can't, you can't put, you don't have to put Shillington on waivers, but you have to put the other three guys on waivers if you want to move them down. So, unfortunately, I think... I think you're just playing the numbers game. You're saying, well, fuck, we'll do just you move think, Shillington Do, do down. you
0: think if we put Mike Stone on waivers, someone would claim
1: him? I don't think it's worth the risk.
0: Really? With our depth and defense now?
1: I, yeah, I suppose, but I, I don't the think anyone will off pick our him books. up because he's on the IR.
0: No, but if he gets healthy and we put him on waivers mm-hmm. and someone claims him, like we don't get anything, but we lose that in salary. Yeah, but like, for a player that wasn't going to crack our lineup, probably
1: st- management still sees value in the guy, right? Okay, let's think
0: long term. We need to shed some salary so that we can make some signings. Fuck, put Smith
1: on waivers. <laughs> well, Smith's contract is up at the end of the year, but. Yeah. Um. No, I, I. I'm not. Again, I'm not. I'm not making a point of saying that we need to do these things. I'm saying that you've kind of cornered yourself into. What the logical move is is just to move Shillington down for now because he's the only one that can can't get claimed. Proud, no one's gonna claim Proud. I agree with you, but Proud brings a different element than what Shillington brings. I don't. I, again, I I still don't get the Phantomberg trade. I don't like. Yeah, sure, he looks okay, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't really worth now handcuffing ourselves to a point where we're like, well, who do we send down? like that that benefit has not outweighed what we've put ourselves into.
0: I think consulting my crystal ball here i think it'll pay off in the future somehow it'll pay off but we'll what did see. you
1: what did you see in him that you've changed your tone almost to 180 here because you you i was upset no hope. when i
0: hadn't seen him play right i was upset because our young guys were playing but he just fit in seamlessly and he looks solid he moves the puck well i'm just well. curious because you had no hope last time he just moves the puck well he's a solid guy like honestly It looks like almost the Flames were rolling those three pairings pretty equitably because I saw Fantenberg and Anderson out there a lot, and they did not look out of place at all. They look solid. They look solid together. And they seem to click like that Scandinavian connection. You know, I really liked it. They just played well together. Fantenberg on the left, Anderson on the right. It was solid. I really liked it. And, you know, I hope like maybe Shillington has a future on left wing or right wing or whatever. Like the guy's great. We got a lot of prospects in our system, which, you know, maybe maybe that leads to something like this. Like, do you think we could be trading Hannafin at the at the draft this year? I don't think so. Uh, like,
1: I think it's gonna be Brody. I mean, I I. I why why I, would you I, trade Hannifin with that contract? That contract. I agree, beautiful. but
0: I mean, other teams might look at that
1: favorably, and we could get something. Beneficial in return,
0: like our D is stacked. Like,
1: like I, like I said, I, I don't think you've you give enough value to Brody. Like, I think sure. there's a lot of teams. I, I that think want we
0: him. need to keep as many of the young defenders as we can now because how much? Who knows? Gio could play like this but for I, another I five wanna, years. I, I don't, don't know. But. I don't
1: want to inhibit Valimaki making the team just because we got neither, this Fandenberg guy or, or or Shillington. Exactly. Right? So, like again, like okay, sure, maybe Fandenberg them well, maybe it works out, but then you really have to start dealing one of these defenders.
0: I think we have to find out which one of these guys is the most likely to become the next Gio or a guy like Gio and then put our effort into that because Gio is not going to be here forever. Man, he's had an amazing season and we need someone to fill those boots. And those are big fucking boots. And we need someone to fill that. And whoever that is, that's the guy we need to focus on. And we've got a lot of young defensive prospects right now. Maybe we could afford to trade one. That's all I'm saying. Mm. All right. One more thing. One more thing. If you're picking your ideal starting lineup for the playoffs, and let's just say for argument's sake that we're playing wild card number two, whoever that is. Like my starting five or my- No, no. no. Whole team. team? Lines lines one, two, three, four. Deep pairing one, two, three. Starting goalie. Who
1: is it? Riddick is my starting goalie for sure. Uh, I'm making first line unchanged: Goodrow, Monahan, Lindholm. Second line, I'm gonna be going with uh, Backlund, Kachuk, and I would probably put fuck. That's a tough one. Um, I want to put Bennett there, but Bennett's been playing pretty good with uh, with the third line, so I don't. Anyway, we'll put Bennett there, and then the third line: Frolik, Ryan, and um, not Ryan. Sorry. Yeah, Kowski. Ryan, Jankowski. Ben
0: Jankowski. Ben oh, well, I put Ben on Fro-League, the second
1: line. For Jankowski and... and Yeah, Ryan, I guess. No, but Ryan would be on the uh fourth line. Well, no, he's he's not playing with like Hathaway and shit. Well,
0: who knows how long well, like, so I would for? I
1: would leave. <laughs> yeah, so I would leave. Well, he didn't get suspended, right? So definitely he, not, or maybe not. No, he, I don't. Like, there was no hearing for him. Like, okay, that's good. Uh, and then uh, Manjipane, Hathaway, Ryan, and Ryan. I'm sorry, my third line's un- incomplete here. You're I'm missing, I'm missing a, winger. a player. Yeah. What do I say? So Jankowski, Zarnick, or Neil. Oh yeah, so Zarnick for sure. I wouldn't. No, Neil? Well, out? I think Neil's out anyway, but I wouldn't even play Neil right now the way we're playing. So Zarnick was the guy I was missing. Uh, defense, obviously Gio. Um, Anderson. Gio Anderson. I really like Geo Anderson. Okay. Brody, and I guess uh, that's a good one, actually. Hamanik? Hannafin? I kind of like Hannafin with uh, Hannaik. So Brody and... Well, it depends on who they keep, right? Like, but if it's gonna be Fantsenberg, it's gonna be Fantsenberg, right? But I mean, I wouldn't do Fantsenberg. I would do I would do Shillington uh, or and or Valimaki if we can get Valimaki up before the playoffs start. If we can get him back into the groove of how he was playing before he got injured, he would be a fucking shoe in for the top six. Um, so I would definitely try to bring up Valimaki. Cool. My only change would be. Froelich, Kachuk, Backlund, Jankowski, Neal, Bennett, and then
0: Zarnik, Manjipane, and Ryan. And That's Hathaway good, being actually. the extra guy out. And then it would be Gio Brody, Hamannick, Hannafin, Anderson, and Fantenberg with Riddick and I'm hoping for the best. But... Did you hear anything else about that purported Zucker to Calgary deal, or was that just... No, I, I think... Um, I think it was all smoke screen again. I'm
1: not sure. I, I'm pretty sure where there's smoke, there's fire in this case. Too. I hate I that fucking I think there's just smoke, tank, smoke, but, uh,
0: smoke, smoke.
1: Yeah, but I mean... Okay, let's just assume that there was a big deal on the table. I'm really glad that we didn't do it. I just don't... Jason Zucker is... No, thanks. I just don't see how he would have fit... Into this, like, I, I really like the chemistry on line three and four right now. And line two, to me, is fairly unbreakable. Outside of maybe putting, like, Bennett versus Krolik, for it, example. Honestly, if
0: you're going to upgrade anything, you're upgrading your, your second line center. Because Backlund is a weak second line center, in my opinion.
1: Well, not lately. He was at the beginning. Sure, but I mean, if you lately, look at other teams.
0: I mean, it's a bit unfair, but if you look at a Pittsburgh, it's Crosby-Malkin. Yeah, if you look at a San Jose, it's Pavelski Couture. I suppose Backlund is a real, real, real poor man's second line center. I don't know. I don't, real, I don't like agree Winnipeg's
1: with that. better. I think Backlund is really good. right He's now. he's
0: good, but I mean,
1: we we could do better.
0: Anyhow, yeah. I guess it just means we invest in other areas in the team. I, I, not that I don't like Backlund, but I just look at other teams and think.
1: I I, I see what you're saying. I got but a bit I of center I, envy. I think he's complements the the first the second line center role really well sure we could do better with anybody really like it's
0: can't do better with Goudreau. well technically you could right you can't can... do better with mike smith hmm.
1: <laughs> i think that's it that's a fucking lie that, that's the time
0: <laughs> that, that's the, that's the end game right there okay we're done as always thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it if you have uh, anything you'd like to say or you agree or disagree with us or think we're absolutely out to lunch, I know Jenks out to lunch most of the time, but if you think that and you want to let us know, please get in touch with us. We can talk about that on our next podcast. He doesn't eat. Uh, actually, he just left right now to go puke in a toilet. Cause,
1: oh, that's a terrible thing to say, Tyler. Yeah,
0: because he's sick, you know. He's not well.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I'm perfectly healthy. <laughs>
0: In any event, Flames Fancast at Twitter, FlamesFanCast at gmail.com if you want to email. We got a big run of fixtures coming up. We got Toronto, Arizona, and Vegas away. Vegas first, then Arizona. After that, I have no idea, but I hope we win them all. Go, Flames, go. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Or well, if you're listening to this on a Monday morning commute, have fun. Hopefully your workday goes well. That's all for me and Jenk. Bye-bye for now.
1: Take it easy.